0: Hello, this is Marjolaine, your co-host with HR Matters. We are currently in the last of our summer break, and over the summer we are resharing some of our favorite episodes with you. The episode that I wanted to share with you today has a lot to do with uh, what you would like to learn, to be able to deal with all the things that are ahead for us in HR and recruitment, um, and uh, what should be on the curriculum for new people, Entering the field, new HR professionals, recruitment, and recruiters. The episode is actually this, the first episode of our second season, and it's called Future Skills for HR Professionals. And we were excited to record this because there's so much change going on, and HR and recruitment still have the task of um, bringing people together and facilitate them working together. Um, and there's so many options of what will happen and what will people need to learn to be able to deal with that. I, For me, I'm excited for um, the upcoming months when we come out of the summer slowdown and there's going to be some great projects going on. Uh, but I'm also excited for the years ahead. There are opportunities, there are new things happening, there are topics being broached that have not had enough attention so far. And uh, we talk about a bunch of Angles and a bunch of ideas in this episode. And um, well, here it is, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to the HR Matters Podcast, the place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into what changes you can make at your company today. For HR professionals, managers, and anyone who has a keen investment in the people within their organization, Featuring Mary Lane Fluch. Hello. Lisa Dempsey. Hi. And me, Shay Hardy. Today, we have Mary Lane who has a really great topic that she's going to introduce.
0: Yeah. Uh, thanks, Shay. Um, several people I know are col- currently working on a new curriculum for an HR course and other people working on a recruitment course for higher professional education in the Netherlands. And that got me to thinking, what would we want to be included in the education of new HR professionals and recruiters or the upgrade of the education of current HR people and recruiters? Uh, So what skills do we see too little of? what do we think will be needed more of in the future and what do we really need as managers as hr colleagues or as clients of agency recruiters or uh, as employees um so what are our uh, our ideas for upscaling the current hr and recruitment education for the future of work and Apparently, that, that resonated with you guys, too. So I'm interested in hearing your ideas. And I already told the people I know what my ideas are uh, for a little bit. But I'd love to add yours, too. We want to hear your ideas, too, because, of course, you've
2: not shared it with our podcast listeners yet. But yeah, sure. <laughs> you start first. <laughs> but, Shay, what do you think? I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, you know, HR skills for the future. What, what does the next generation need to know?
1: My thoughts are on the future of HR um, and what skills we're going to need. Is that we, there has to be a better way for HR professionals to be there for the employees and also there for the business, because the employees and Lisa, you say this all the time, but employees are are um, very much an important part of every company, and you said this on previous podcasts before, and one of those skills is going to be um an empathy empathetic skills to Mm uh appreciating where people in the business sit and what their struggles are and then where the employee sits and how to and i guess not just empathy but also um, uh, problem solving so how to bring people who have two different agendas or bring two groups that have two different agendas together so that everyone walks away happy, almost like a mediator in a way. Mm -hmm. That's just one of the skills I'm thinking of.
0: That's interesting because that sort of connects to one of my ideas, which was to definitely have candidate experience and employee experience as part of uh, the skill set. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, of mapping that, of, of uh, knowing that, of being able to work with that, uh, but you're also saying, you're also adding the layer of, after indicating what's going on with employees, with candidates, also um, solving the issues that arise from from that and that can occur. Yeah, yeah.
1: I yeah. think it, it's this is a soft skill, uh, but there's also mm-hmm. a um, I think it's an important skill to have as a soft skill, and, and of course, there are probably a lot of other hard skills that are traditional in this uh, in this world in this role. Mm. Um, but I think we don't use. I think we could improve on using the soft skills better. Yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely. You know, in my view, the you know the soft stuff is the hard stuff because it's more difficult to manage. It's more difficult to measure. Uh, And it's fluid. It's much more dynamic. Uh, But I think that that is going to be one of the defining factors for HR going forward. Our empathy and our ability to create that human connection and to navigate that human contact and, and emotions is what will differentiate us from machines and machine learning. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. is so important and a little bit like what we talked about in our episode about you know whether or not HR is still even needed. I stand firmly in the idea that it is absolutely a skill set and it is a skill set that can be learned and mm-hmm. should be learned by by. Every HR professional and ideally every person who wants to be working within a group of other people. Uh, but we'll leave that, that big picture item for a different, <laughs> different discussion. <laughs> I think I would love to see as well that HR professionals get themselves better educated in how to use data and how to use data science, because that's going oh, yeah. to continue to become more and more relevant. I would hope mm-hmm. that that becomes a part of the integrated curriculum around plotting employee journeys, candidate journeys, things like that, um, but really getting familiar and much more comfortable with the data and not so much just the data science side of it, certainly being able to use it, you know, mind for it, use it, get it but then also how to build the useful and the compelling narratives that the data tells us, because so often, you know, you see it either lands on one side of the fence or the other, you know, people are either um, taught to the science behind gathering all of the data and how do you, how do you analyze it? How do you mine it? How do you pull out facts and figures and trends and then, so often it stops there, and they they yeah. don't tell the story, so that additional skill set of translating the data and the data science into a narrative into the stories of the real people the stories behind yeah, it. that that yeah. engage the people because at the end of the day, we're still going to need people um in businesses now if I zoom out to, you know, sort of 30,000 feet and take their really long-term big picture view, are Mm -hmm. we going to have the same kind of dynamic in businesses that we see today 30 years down the road where we have workforces of hundreds of thousands of people or will genuinely the gig economy take over? I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think there's certainly, there's a huge business case to be made for, you know, shifting more towards gig and away from it, it, traditional employee relations, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't matter. You still need to navigate those human relations. And I think that's why also that soft part of empathy, building connection um, and navigating the, you know, that, that very fluid and dynamic landscape between people and, and how to get people together to create great things together you know, how to collaborate rather than compete with one another Mm -hmm. is a skill that is so much needed, not only now, but going forward in HR. And if you combine that with some firm understanding of data and data science, gosh,
0: what a powerful combination. Interesting. Another, I'm thinking of a specific situation that I learned last week that I think could be prevented by By improving these skills, which is uh when I spoke to someone who is a candidate in uh, for a certain position, and she she was in touch with two separate recruiters so if, if we talk about recruiting skills, she was in touch with two separate recruiters, and unbeknownst to her, they were proposing her for the same role to the same company Oh no. Yes, <laughs> oh no, for the recruiters but also for her because it was very difficult for her to find a way to actually get an interview with the company through the recruiter that was best for her interests because one of them was, had been the first to propose her mm-hmm. uh, and the other one was much more professional and much friendlier and much more knowledgeable in the relationship between the agency and herself Wow, and I think that this is exactly why the soft skills uh, were lacking on the part of the recruiters and I think it's such an important this this is what shows how important a skill this is for recruiters um, both in-house and agency recruiters
2: I wonder though is that really a, a skill or is that just a simple you know poor business practice I I remember years ago when I was heavily involved in a lot of recruitment conversation I would always have with any recruiter before I gave them any job to work on but especially you know at the beginning of the relationship or if it was a new person that I wasn't working with regularly was just simply you know look I want to you need to be screening your people and having an appropriate conversation with them before you propose them to us and you submit their CVs and a part of that conversation needs to be, have they had a conversation with any other recruiters about this mm-hmm. same role? Uh, because I, as an HR professional, didn't ever want to be caught in the the difficult circumstance of, you know, you have your terms and conditions, your vendor agreements. And when suddenly two agencies have proposed the same person, you know, a whole war can break out about who did what first and who gets the fee and who gets whatever. I mean, I think it's just a matter of lack of professionalism on the part of that person. But I, I don't know. Is there a skill set? I guess is the question. <laughs> is, is that an oh. actual skill, or is <laughs> maybe that you know, poor business practice? But maybe <laughs> that, that goes into it is training. Mm,
0: I would, I would also file it under employee experience because the recruiter was filing it, was uh, um, blaming it on the candidate. Oh. Yeah, I think oh, that's I'm... just poor business practice. Oh. Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to agree with Lisa on that one. That's just bad. That's just bad.
2: But, you know, I talking about... That, yeah, that's just lack of professionalism.
1: I think, you know, also, but talking about the, um, the soft skills and data science, like what other hard skills should we be thinking about for the future of HR? Because when I think about HR... And I'm one of those HR people that came in from the business, but I didn't go to school for HR training or, or HR certification or anything like that. I came in from the business and I learned on the job. So most of my skills were, was, uh, I most of my skills are the soft skills I already had. And the training was just about uh, the law and uh, some of the procedures. But if you're going to school for HR, what, what are the hard skills that they're, that they're missing? I think that's a great question.
2: And I, I get the sense of, you know, I, I feel the quietness of, yeah, what are the, what are the
1: hard skills? <laughs> um, <'Cause laughs> HR is already seen very much as a soft role. I mean, I think the, the, the main hard roles within HR that are most recognizable to people are HR information or HR um, management. And then uh, compensation, because there's data, there's money, there's, there's benchmarking, spreadsheet. there's, yeah, executive <laughs> compensation. Yeah. So yeah. for well, them, how, that's how easy about, to calculate.
0: Yeah. Well, how about business economics? How about knowing how a business is run yes. so that you can add to that? Well, I think even and beyond... That's what you're all working Yeah. Is.
2: I think even I agree just with beyond you know the the economics it's just having a firmer understanding of business you know being able to read a PL and l and a balance sheet being able to right. understand financial analysis and right. understand where does a business sit in a market and why and what are the dynamics that the people in the business they need to be working with um are worried about um I guess maybe, yeah, maybe my baseline assumption is I would hope that in modern day HR education, that those things are included to some extent. I mean, obviously, it's not equivalent to an MBA and not every single HR person needs to go for a full MBA, but understanding
1: business basics. Yeah. But if you think about it, HR is supposed to be supporting people who have studied economics, who have studied um, more MBA style who have, uh, or maybe they're in a tech role and, and maybe, but in order to partner with them, you have to understand what they're working on and why this person or the way they want to organize their team is important to the work that they're doing.
2: Yeah. The way and they, they want need to organize it. Be able to speak a part of their language. Yeah. You know, that's that's a part of creating a group and a community is being able to
1: speak the same language. So then that comes to my thinking because i came from the business before to go into hr and there are people who went from hr um which is better you know they went for the certification i mean but which is which is better you know being able to speak your your partner the business partner language um do you really need to go and get education or certification in hr I think that's
2: a really good question, um, and I don't know that there's a there's a single right or wrong answer
1: to it. I, I, I think, think I left you guys speechless for a moment. Like you what? Did. I, I did. <laughs> Where what did you this question come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. No, but it's it is. Um, I think it's a good question. I don't know that there is a single right answer for it. I think there's a uh, there's a right answer for every individual and their circumstance certainly i have i have seen businesses where it is incredibly useful because of some of the technicalities Mm -hmm. and and the highly detailed nature of the business that those people come out of the business because they they have that language and it's so important you know to be effective you can't be that outsider and at the same time i've seen a lot of hr generalists who do a great job of floating around from company to company and industry yeah. to industry, and they bring such a strength to different elements of HR. Sometimes it's the strategy; sometimes it's about operational excellence. That they can also be effective. Um, in my, if I look towards my vision of the future for HR, I would hope that HR becomes much more of a cultural steward. Um, oh yeah. For a company, helping companies stay aligned to their purpose, to their values, to the things. But that is that are... a
1: skill? Is that like yes. where, where does that fall in the skill category? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, just I mean, I think it, I think that I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But if you're going to go to school to do HR or get training or certification or what have you, then. Where does that fall? Like understanding culture, organizational design. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a different skill set than those things and
2: the way that those those elements have, have currently been laid out. I think okay. it's a, a separate skill set to, A, help uh, a group of people in any organization identify, okay, what is the purpose? What is the direction that we as a whole want to go towards? And what are the underlying values and what are the underlying behaviors that are associated with those values? I think companies have been trying to do these sorts of things, and HR has been trying to contribute to these spaces for a long time. And that's why you see, like, you know, mission statements. And you see a lot of companies talk about their company values. Um, Mm -hmm. Rarely are they supported on a day to day basis and structurally by a group that holds people accountable for them also rarely are the values tied to concrete behaviors we tend to talk about competencies
1: yeah Yeah. you know technical technical competencies the thing with that i've seen a few companies try to tie it to behavior they've made this attempt but Mm -hmm. they don't hold anyone accountable for their behavior Connected to the values. Right. And, and so, mm-hmm. and also then you as a group or leadership has come up with these behaviors, but then the leaders themselves don't actually adhere to it either. Mm. So as an HR professional, is your role then to, you know, tap someone on the shoulder and do you need a skill? Should you get training for that to hold leadership accountable for the things they say that
0: they're going to do? I think it would be very useful for future HR professionals to learn how to translate the values of an organization into ways to help uh, to keep people, uh, make people accountable, managers and employees. And um, concrete behaviors. Yeah, because I've experienced and I've seen other companies uh, try to translate their values into job descriptions, into... Uh, 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 evaluation forms yeah. and often, you know, sometimes it's the values that are not very clear, and sometimes it's the translation that's lacking. So it's harder for people to know what they're being held accountable to. Is that a writing skill? I think it's, it's far to...
2: more than that. I think it's an an understanding of what our behaviors about and what is the impact of those okay. behaviors.
1: But also being able to communicate that so that other people understand what leadership, the business,
0: whomever, means. Yeah, to me it seems like a marketing communications skill. Partially. Definitely part mark, Definitely partially
1: marketing and communication. <laughs> and <laughs> definitely um I think it, it like Lisa said, it's more than that. I, I don't think anything mm-hmm. is a standalone.
2: Yeah. And, and I think that that is a key thing as well that is a, a huge skill set that is going to be needed for the future of HRs is genuinely how to facilitate people collaborating together mm. because it isn't just in one bucket or another. Things are not black and white. Things are becoming more and more fluid and more and more dynamic. Mm. Um, and you can go back to the old arguments of, you know, should you be a specialist or a yeah. generalist. All of those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you know, I see people sorry, I see HR as the powerhouse that brings people together and and helps people figure out the way to unleash all of that untapped human potential. Hmm. The powerhouse that brings people together.
0: I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Can yeah, I can, I, can I present one more question to you guys? um have you experienced have you encountered any fresh young hr professionals right out of school that ex- that experienced a a disappointment or a mismatch from what they were taught in school and then what they encountered encountered in real life work situations have you seen that happen and is there something that oh, yes. the courses can remedy that's a good question thank you that's yeah. a good
1: question <laughs> I, I, I think has, yeah. I think university is supposed to be an idealistic place, right? It's supposed to be full of opportunities and 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 the world is this rosy place and when you go out you're gonna change the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do we wanna change that for them? I don't know.
2: <laughs> Well, I think think you're right, Shay. I think what I hear you pointing to in that is there's an element of Mm -hmm. maturity. You know, we we all go through those years of of being young and hopeful and and the world is our oyster. And I would never want to rob anybody of that because it's (laughs) great. (laughs) Um, But I do think, and you see it in all fields, not just HR, but educational organizations need to do a better job of preparing people for what workforces actually are. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge in that is it's becoming impossible to predict. You know, the closer we get to, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the theory of singularity, but it's basically this idea that we will reach a tipping point where we can no longer forecast anything wow. because everything is so dynamic and so fluid and changing. And it's because the pace of change is accelerating yeah. so fast. Um, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say, you know, exactly what that will be. But I know for sure, as long as there are human beings on this planet, we need people who are helping figure out and helping people navigate the waters with one another and I think that's one of the most valuable things that HR can bring is that very specific skill set of how to bring people together how to get them on one page how to get them oriented towards a single direction you know get all the people in the boat rowing the same direction. <laughs> it sounds really easy, but I dare you to try and do it without any skill or knowledge. It. <laughs> there's always going to be people
0: it's jumping hard.
2: out. <laughs> it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a skill and there is an art and there is a science. And um, I think that that's, that is where a lot of focus needs to be given going forward. And that's where, you know, there, there's still a lot to be learned and figured
0: out. agree. Yeah. So thanks both of you for your ideas. Um, wrapping up, what would be the title of the class that you think would definitely have to be included in, in the future courses in HR and recruitment? Shay, what do you think? Well, uh, I, I mentioned empathy before, but I think
1: that there needs to be, and Lisa's mentioned culture, I think the title should be something around uh, culture, uh, a company culture, company culture and and managing company culture, But, Mm -hmm. but with an emphasis, from my perspective, with an emphasis on diversity and managing different cultures, people culture.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I have two that pop to mind. I'm going to be greedy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs>
1: one,
2: one would be something along the lines of, you know, like the art and science of connection. Ooh. You know, so how to, how do you build connection amongst groups of people? That's okay. um, Cause it is, it is an art and it is a science. Mm-hmm. You know, They're both of those elements to it. Um, and then another one is about purpose driven organizations you know, bringing people together around purpose and, and values. Oh. Um, and that, and that points to culture. Mm-hmm. Culture is a company culture an organizational culture it should be the underlying piece that is the, the result of how those day-to-day behaviors and interactions come about. Um, but I think drawing it back to the bare bones of purpose, why is purpose important and values, what are values about and how do they show up and why, do, why does this need to be paid attention to? Yeah. I remember a number of years ago, I interviewed for an HR role with a director who we're talking about culture. I had said that I had helped influence and build a new culture, company culture in my previous employer. And he asked how, said, well, influencing the, the day-to-day behaviors of the group of, you know, the 13 to 15 managing directors I was working with. And he looked at me like water was burning, <laughs> you know, like this is just such a foreign concept. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. But this isn't how things work. So it, for me, that was a real eye opener of, oh, yeah, wait a minute. There, there's a whole level of education of like, why is this stuff even important? Why should it even be on the radar? So those are my two
0: asks. Thank you. What about you, Marilyn? yeah what about you marily? um For me, it would be really practical, like a course in journey mapping and candidate and employee experience, just practically how do you do it and be able to replicate that and teach other people and have the practical skill of how to find out where the where the solutions are that the company needs at the at the current moment and something about recruiters uh negotiating and relationship management (laughs) based on the the recent experience that i heard from my acquaintance there yeah yeah and i I I love so sorry she had that experience Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: lots
0: of empathy for her (laughs) that's that's not a pleasant experience yeah i was really happy that i could coach her and, and advise her in this situation and I think she 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 got the interview in the end so she got through it but um I'm glad I was there to uh, uh, to talk to her about it <laughs> yeah help her navigate that situation
2: yeah. yeah well thank you everyone well good well this has been a rich and an enjoyable conversation and I'm really curious to hear from our listeners what what do they think yeah You know, what are the things that they have on their radar for the HR skills for the future? If you could design a course, what would be in it? What would
0: you want to learn if you were in it? Yeah. Yeah. What would you want to learn? Yeah. would love to hear from you guys. Okay. Bye. All right. Thanks,
2: everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.